Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Men in Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Join Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 3 million members. You can win up to 25 times your money by picking more or less. Download the app today and use code MIB for a first deposit match of up to $100. New game day shirt, boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate, boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card with Discover Cashback Debit. Everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction, eligibility, and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. You're listening to the Men in Blazers Media Network, Suboptimal Radio. Premier League, every game always difficult at home as well. But Erhus Parra always have been. Yeah, definitely. Crystal Palace always in the previous season, especially at home. We struggle a lot to get results. It's Rog, it's Friday, and we've made it to the end of another week. Just bring on football and its restorative powers. What surreal, unpredictable madness will the Premier League unleash upon us all this weekend? That is the question. Is it really less than seven days since Liverpool defenestrated Manchester United that after Arsenal had dragged themselves off the canvas, spat out a few of their own bloody teeth from their mouths and proceeded to obliterate cherries? They need him now. In goes the corner. Cleared only as far as Nelson has to get his shot right. Another extraordinary moment. You know, if chaos is a ladder, then the Premier League is just pure rungs, steps, side rails, and the only single morsel of consistency, given the world the delusion, at least, of a sense of order, is Everton reliably conjuring a way to crap the bed. That, and Bruno Fernandes feeling gravity more than normal human beings, bring it on. And I say that after a fairly insane week at Men in Blazers, one of which we spent time with Pep Guardiola. Yep, we talked about Tim Ream a lot. Pep said, and I'm paraphrasing, something like this about him. Incredible, incredible. That'll come out early next week. This morning, we actually got up early and chatted with Marcus Rashford. And amongst other things, he told me Tim Howard was his childhood hero. <laughs> Crap you not. Also spent time with the mighty Sam Lewis and a pretty bloody inspirational Chris Richards. We were up in Boston for a magical night. I think it was last night or maybe the one. It feels like about five weeks ago to be candid now in that rollicking town. I love Boston, that town of Affleck and Ralph Waldo Emerson and so many, many, many Mewises. Amidst all of that, 
For Men in Blazers, the true wonder of the week was the launch of Vamos, a new podcast we've created with Hercules Gomez. More on that to come. But I do say I am so bloody proud um, of this partnership personally and professionally because I adore Herc. Delighted to bring his voice and his audience to the MIB network. More on that to come. But simply put, my goal for the 2023-24 year ahead is just to do good things with great people. And in that regard, a couple more announcements in the month to come. But last note from me before we dive into the weekend's action. Oh, there's a magical JJ Watt podcast dropping tomorrow. Chelsea fans in particular must listen. Let's start with a toast. I want to raise my third first bud of the day to news that the United Kingdom government is providing roughly $710 million over the next two years to create, at last, equal school opportunities for girls to play sports. That, in a week in which we've seen the Canadian, the French, the Spanish players continue to have to battle their own federations in the fight for equality. It is wonderful to hear some bloody good news. And from England, uh, remember the story broke during the English women's battle to win the Euros last summer that only 46% of English schools provide the same sporting extracurricular opportunities to girls as boys. That will now change oh, to more news like that in the fight for the growth of the game we love. Sting me up, producer Sophie. Talking it out with Roger on That was Talking It Out with Roger, but a very talented Marcus Ricci in Seattle. And you're listening to WGFOP Weekend Preview, the show that's very much like a Manchester United performance at Anfield, guaranteed to crap the bed in the second half. Call us at 646-450-9472 with all your questions. And it could be your voice on next week's show. Question number one. Hey, Raj. West Thomas Finch here. Long time, long time, you could say. Calling from the beautiful city of Bloomington, Illinois. Massive Tottenham fan, and I'm calling in on a Wednesday night, right after their loss to AC Milan. What a terrible performance. We had one chance, which was the Hurricane header, but other than that, that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen out of Tottenham. You'd think down 1-0 on aggregate, Chasing the game, they muster some kind of offense, but honestly, they had more backwards than forwards passes. I know you say Everton are the worst team, but I think Tottenham have a stake in that claim. After these past few games, they've been absolutely atrocious. Can we just play City every week? Courage. Wes Finch, you beautiful bloke. It is so good to hear your voice, you long-time GFOP. Look, Tottenham, Tottenham fans, I feel for you. But man, up top, to be clear, it's quite a stretch to try and compare your woes to Everton. Wes, Wes, if there was a trophy for trauma, a trophy for doom, Everton would win that one like Bayern Munich stroll through the Bundesliga every year. And you know that's true. And you also know Tottenham couldn't even win that trophy. So the crazy thing about everything I'm about to say is, remember, you are still in fourth place. 
But yes, <laughs> even in fourth place, this is a true moment of challenge for Tottenham Hotspur after the debacle midweek, Wednesday night's Champions League exit. Someday, dear. Oh, against AC Milan, Conte sending on Davinson Sanchez when his team was desperate for a goal. That, that smelled a lot like surrender. The stadium was silent for much of the game. Just a symbol of the confusion, the pathos, the feeling of wasted potential, a wasted season that is now leaving Spurs fans raging. Here's a question so many of my Spurs friends are asking. How can a squad that features Harry Kane, Sonny, Kulu, Richarlison fail to score a single goal? Not a single goal against AC Milan in two legs and Sheffield United. That, that is the staleness of this season. The staleness of Conte's football. And retrospectively, didn't something have to give when a gent who always wins meets Tottenham's perpetually self-sabotaging culture? I want to say humanly, I do ache for Conte after a brutal surgery. You know, he looks out of time. He looks out of care, mentally and physically exhausted. And there is somewhat of a feeling this is the last stand for Antonio against Nottingham Forest, Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern time on Peacock. The end, really, of a strange, hard-to-watch, loveless marriage is certainly coming. The only question is when. Bonnet René in The Guardian wrote about Antonio Conte beautifully. He said, here is a coach unflinchingly wedded to the tactical hairstyle of his youth, still rolling out the same shape, the same deep block, and still... It's all Spurs managers must, hoping Harry and Sonny will solve the rest of it. It never really looked like happening here. An event was staged. Revenues were generated. The white shirts ran their patterns. And there's so many questions now. The big one in the medium term is, what's going on in Harry Kane's mind? That agony of bouncing out of Europe again, watching the club regress, the 15-year silverware drought continue. And having to listen to Rich Arlison tell Brazilian television this season, excuse the word, it's been S-H-I-T because I don't have minutes. When I enter the field, I give my life. I came from two games. Well, I think that's it. I think I should have played and I don't have to cry about it. A Just an outrageous set of statements which forced a very dour Antonio Conte to have to actually pass the word S-H-I-T today in his press conference. Uh, I, I watched the interview uh, of Richardson. Yeah, he, he didn't criticize me. He said, uh, "My season uh, is, and it's right, because his season is not good. Because he had a lot of injuries. He started where we lost. He had an injuries in Champions League. Then he went in a, a World Cup." And uh, they missed to win the World Cup, and he had another injuries, serious. He came back and uh, he stayed one month out, and then another injuries. He scored zero goal with us, only two goals in Champions League. I think that the guys was uh, uh, really honest uh, to tell uh, that his season uh, is not good. That's where we are. At Tottenham, Pochettino and Thomas Tuchel are amongst those waiting in the wings. Lose against Forest, and change could be afoot. Next question. Hi, my name's Cam. 
for Massachusetts and for Liverpool. Uh, just wondering if you think that we're going to make top four after our big win against Man United. Thank you. Cam, oh, I love your state. Really, really do. What a time we had. And I believe what a time you will have uh, if you're a Liverpool fan as your team head down to Bournemouth Saturday, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time on the USA channel, right after an episode of CSI. It's easy to accuse the Premier League writers. Honestly, just say lazy writing as we all have to watch them trundle out Liverpool's hug and fist pump fuel charge back from the brink. Oh, straight into the top four. However, even I have to admit that small plane, large protest banner before the red 7-0 smiting of Manchester United was just a brilliantly done human detail that even Ingmar Bergman would have appreciated. Bournemouth, Liverpool won this reverse fixture. 9-0, remember, back in August, which saw Scotty Parker fired for the first time this season. And Bournemouth have only won one in their last 12 all-comps. As that plane said, enough is enough. Got to say, as an Everton fan, even with Liverpool struggling this season, I look at them and just think, my lord, sometimes it looks so bloody fun to support Liverpool Football Club. Jones... Salah, he wouldn't, would he? Salah's rolled it in. Firmino! Bobby, seven, heaven! The key to this game is going to be really Liverpool's attack. Gakpo, Nunez and Mo Salah showing that they can do it. Can they do it, though, more than just against Manchester United? And I know that sounds, well, ridiculous... But that game, Liverpool, Manchester United just has its own ecosystem and having to travel down to the South Coast to face a on paper feeble squad, but one that if you've actually watched Bournemouth's games has shown signs of a pulse even without the victories to show for it. This, this could easily be a letdown game with the Real Madrid second leg looming and Jurgen Klopp himself was so honest in his press conference this morning when he talked about just how insipid his team had been on the road this season. We don't play at home, which obviously in this season, if you look at our our, our points tally, um, I think with home games and the home table we are in, in the top four, the way table we are far away from that. Up the cherries! And men and Blazers, we like to believe more is more when it comes to football. Less Everton are playing, in which case, oh, less is always more. But one thing you can do to enhance even the Everton watching experience is to visit the GFOPs at Prize Picks. They're America's number one fantasy sports app. Test your skills on Prize Picks this season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you've got the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Tappity taps, mostly just picking what categories you want Everton players to disappoint you in and smashing the less. thing I love about Price Picks is, is how simple it is to use. They're now offering Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this soccer season. No more ferreting around in your wallet for that security code on your credit card that the computer never saves. Download the app today. Use code MIB for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's promo code MIB. Prize picks. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy. It's Rog here to tell you about a product that I simply adore. It's been a long time staple in the Bennett refrigerator. Stoke 
cold brew coffee. Always bold, always smooth. Yes, that is the very same Stoke as in the mighty Wrexham Fortress, known as the Stoke Kairas or the Stoke Racecourse, Wrexham AFC's home. They support it. They support football, which is just one great reason to love this coffee. It is my go-to enjoy during the football calendar, essentially the opposite of Everton and you can check out their full lineup of 48 ounce cold brew products something for everybody from light to dark roast to seasonal favourites in a refrigerated multi-serve format I tell you this as someone whose blood type is now officially Stoke Espresso Blend have the coffee house experience in the comfort of your own home and do it now Stoke Cold Brew Coffee and be sure to follow Wrexham AFC big love to all at Stoke Courage Raj, this is Russell from Charlotte, North Carolina. Huge Spurs fan, to dare is to do. And I was curious, in the Marvel Universe, which Marvel character would each of these three managers be? Antonio Conte, the boss, Marco Silva, and Eric Ten Hag. Courage, always. Thanks, Raj. Big Russ. Oh, Conte. Whoa, Conte could be... Conte could be almost half the Marvel comic universe in one human being. He could be the human torch, fiery, passionate, hot-headed, prone to accidentally setting off a fire, rarely happier than when burning relationships, be it with club or player. But honestly, watching him at Spurs, the longer this season has gone on, he always seems like Loki, aspirational, yet unfulfilled, but used to just being sneaky mischievous than the destroyer of universes he craves to be. Marco Silva, I revere that man. He is deaf Wolverine. Immense regenerative powers after getting the sack. Life, though, has made him look like a loner on the touchline. And ETH is deaf. Deaf Professor X. Calm, distant mastermind behind the powerful mutants. Also the appearance thing. And what does it mean to be a Manchester United manager if not serving a greater good by promoting peaceful coexistence and equality between humans and mutants in a world where zealous anti-mutant bigotry is widespread? We will see what kind of Doctor Strange you are. Next one up. Hey, Rog, it's uh, Brian again from San Diego, longtime United supporter. 7-0, that was rough. Um... But, you know, it's it's a kind of a freak result, I guess you can say. But really, uh, you know, kind of like the Brentford situation from the beginning of the season. I know ETH is going to get a response out of the team. and um, But now we're just ready to kind of move past it, I think. Uh, very exciting times. It's, uh, it finally feels good to uh, to look forward to games again. Anyway, uh, good, good luck with that relegation battle, man. Uh, that's rough. Um, my brother-in-law chose... Uh, Everton after you because he lived uh, lived in Chicago for much of his childhood and and uh, and so he's riding the wave with you, man. Um, anyway, courage. Brian, your beauty surfs up, baby, in San Diego. I love your question. I love how it sounded like. The longer you asked your question, the more you're able to rebuild your own shattered confidence after last weekend's daily use. And this is going to be a pretty fascinating weekend for both United fans and rubberneckers in equal measure as Ten Hag hosts Southampton Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern time on Peacock. A good performance here. And yes, the 7-0 humiliation will be written off as just an aberration, just a blip. All those games, fast and furious, just got too much. It was a stumble, and boy, we're back. But wow, 
Did it ever take the sheen of that lusty Carabao Cup victory and immediately tarnish it, discolour it? And I'm fascinated by the statement Ten Hag made yesterday by picking the exact same United starting eleven for the Europa victory as the one that lost at Anfield, essentially saying, optics-wise, really speaking to all of us, but speaking to that locker room, I still believe in you. That was a nothing. Go again and prove yourselves to yourselves. Hence, Anthony thrashed a banger. And even Voot Veghorst scored. Bruno Fernandes' delivery comes through to Palistri. Welcome to the game, fella. Welcome to the game, fella. Here's Veghorst, can't miss this time. The two substitutes have a major impact. But look what that means to Vout Veghorst. Vout Veghorst eats. However, got to remember, that was in the Europa League. And United do not see themselves as Europa League team. They are Lux. They are big time. They are Super League. Three points this weekend. And locking down the Champions League return. That, that is the season's imperative. And I was remembering this week. One huge Manchester United fan, the hip-hop star H, came on our show. And I asked him to describe the the Mancunian mindset, the Manchester swagger, to someone who's never been to the city. And he didn't have to think about it for a second. He just said, look, if you come across a group of strangers arguing and one of them is speaking in a Manchester accent, then there's no doubt that they are correct. That is how Mancunians think about themselves. I think the defeat last week, the 7-0 defeat, knocked that swagger. They want it back. They want it back instantly. They expect it back instantly. Win this weekend. And that slightly dented, that slightly dinged up United fan confidence will instantly regenerate like this. Bad result for you boys on Sunday there. Bit of a humiliation. Great result for us. Yeah, we needed that. A shot across the bowels to the players. 7-0 though, to Liverpool. Your most hated rival. Losing 7-0 is kind of the same as losing 1-0. Not really. The results are relevant. The point is, this is a reminder about the standards required at Manchester United Football Club. So, this is just what we needed. I welcome this. I welcome it all. Next question. Hi, this is Tommy. I now live in Brooklyn, but I'm originally from Israel. And we in Israel are going through a difficult time, but we are so excited about Manuel Solomon for Fulham. And I'm wondering, what does Rod think about the London derby? And will Manuel make it, make us uh, successful in beating Arsenal? Let me know. We're waiting. Tommy, hello, Brooklyn. Lots of Arsenal fans I know in Israel. And I'll say it's a dark time over there right now. Uh, in Israel, not Brooklyn. I actually spent a magical year of my life on kibbutz, milking cows after high school. And all I say is it now feels unrecognisable to me. But Manor Solomon is a ray of light. What a stealth best player of 2023. What is it? Five goals in five games. By the way, stunning goals too. And the statistician Richard Jolly joked that Manor Solomon is now the best performing stately home, taking over from Dewsbury Hall. As for Arsenal, with Tim Ream in such fine form, Pep Guardiola will be hoping his agent Tim Ream will repel the league leaders single-handedly. 
but you got to wonder which young academy product who'd seemingly stalled out in their career will stumble onto the field and slap a late, late winner. The truth is, we are not just seeing an Arsenal that wins this season. We're seeing a team who've been accused for a decade of being weak. <sighs> In key moments, they have pilated though. They have, they have done up their low tone. They've become tenacious, audacious, ferocious, and so bloody hungry. Miguel Delaney, if you've not seen it, he wrote a fantastic piece this morning on Arsenal's fighting spirit, which has defined their season. And this statistic's remarkable. Arsenal have generated 15 points from losing positions in the Premier League this season more than anyone else in the competition. And that... That is why they're going to win it all. Martinelli into that crowded penalty area. Setting up Jorginho! Oh! How about that for a strike? It's always going away from Emi Martinez. And it rattles off the crossbar and then hits the goalie and ends up in the back of the net. Oh, Emi Martinez learns about karma, never gets old. During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at alienware.com deals. That's alienware.com slash deals. New Year's is now in the rearview mirror. By now, some of the excitement about our New Year's resolutions may be dying down, much like my excitement for Chelsea Football Club as we get further and further into the season. If you're looking for performance apparel that can help give you the extra push you need to keep up with your health goals, Viore has you covered. Viore creates incredibly versatile and comfortable activewear designed to look great in everyday life in and out of the gym, or in my case, on or off the tennis court. Plus, Viore is 100% off setting their carbon footprint by offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 and beyond. They are utilizing better sustainable materials for their products, empowering your best active life. With Viore, you can feel good about the things you buy and also how they are made. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash MIB. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash MIB. Not only Will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any US orders over $75 and free returns. Trust me, go to viore.com slash MIB and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Hey, Raj, this is Ethan in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Everton fan. And I've got a relegation-inspired question while the Blues are still in this, this fight against the drop. Um, I, I know relegation means a big revenue loss and, you know, it kind of plays out with the on the field product. You know, you get the, the relegation clauses and contracts. You probably get some, some scavenging teams trying to scoop up other players. But what's the order of operation after that? I, I know that there are a lot of people associated with, with a Premier League team and a lot of different, uh, groups inside of that big structure of a team what do you focus on trying to retain after dealing with the the potential player losses maybe the better question is what would you focus on is it is it 
the scouting department needs to stay intact. Can we cut here, cut there, but definitely not the nutrition department? I'm just curious what the approach is there when, when you've got so much revenue loss and so many people impacted by it. Keep spreading joy, brother. Ethan, with all due respect, you sick bastard, asking me to autopsy my own body while it's still alive and kicking. I'll say, we're starting to get a lot of these kind of questions right now. There was one midweek on our uh, Do It Live, somebody, a beautiful human being, but they came on and asked me if I'd prefer, I think it was Andrew Millington, who himself is an Everton fan, would I prefer to go down and have the club get new owners or stay up and keep the current idiots? I mean... Can't you guys let me enjoy watching Everton crap the bed in the last 12 games of this season in peace? And I say that as we gird our loins to host Brentford tomorrow, 10am Eastern time on Peacock, a prospect which, man, just hurts because our team of perpetual chaos has got to face that of a small and fashionable club who are built around sensible alignment and intelligent strategy. What? could possibly go wrong. Jealous much, Rog? Yes, I am, because Brentford are incredible. Now holders, proud holders of the longest unbeaten streak in the top flight. They've not lost in 12 games in the league, reaching back to October the 23rd. And here's Thomas Frank, the manager, talking about the feat. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, yeah. I said to the players... Um, the other day after the, the Fulham game that it's remarkable for any team in in the world, I would say. Uh, and there's the stats out there with uh, the top five leagues, or the club in top five. Um, always Lee Ream in um, France is doing an unbelievable job um, as well. Uh, but if you look at the other clubs, I think it was, I can't remember, but anyway, I think number 10 was 10 games, uh, sorry. Number 10 on the list was four games unbeaten. That just shows how difficult it is. So, it just show how incredible big praise we, we have to give to, to the players um, for, for the job they have done. And next question, then you as a head coach, you worry, how, how can we keep it up? How can we keep continuing? Uh, hopefully we can. How can you keep it up, Thomas? By playing teams named Everton. Can I just say, in all seriousness... I admire Thomas Frank's achievement so very much to avoid the difficult second season album that's done in the hopes of Sheffield United doing in Leeds um, in recent years past. It's come to this for Everton. I sat here all week trying to think through all the possibilities, all the, the myriad of scenarios for this game. I have to say, Everton scoring goals and winning it are just not amongst them. Though I did love it this week when Sean Dyche was asked about how Dominic Calvert-Lewin's mindset is. He said, He seems all right to me. He's given me a few fashion ideas and pointed me in the right direction. I just say the thought of Sean Dyche wearing one of DCL's Gaultier leather bodysuits can never not be unseen. Last question. Hi, Raj. This is Seth from Rock Hill, South Carolina. I'm a lifelong Charlotte FC fan and a supporter of the mighty Aston Villa. Two weeks ago, I was watching Villa play and saw that the great Tom Hanks was in attendance, and it started me thinking about what Tom Hanks movie best represents this season for Aston Villa. And after much thought, I settled on that I feel like we're 
the terminal because we're not really going anywhere. We're stuck. We can't, we can't leave. We can't go back home. We're nice and solidly mid-table, right at number 11. So what other Tom Hanks movies do you think best represents Premier League clubs this season? I'll hang up and listen. Courage. Seth from Rock Hill. Best hill since Mason Mount. I've thought a lot about this question, so I'm glad you asked. We've been talking about it all week, and I just hoped oh, that Seth from Rock Hill would do the business and ask the question, and you have, because there's so many options. I mean, Hanks has reached the stage of his career where he's where he's just, oh, Lord, um, taking great Americans and weaving them into the fabric of, of the Tom Hanks brand, and I am so there for it. Look, Brighton and Brentford, I've talked about both of them in the past couple of weeks with real joy. They are both big. They woke up one day and are suddenly European contenders, but I'm quite sure how the hell they got there. Arsenal Football Club, extremely loud and incredibly close. So close to that. Oh, dreamed of title. And boy, you gunners want the rest of us hoi polloi to know about it. Liverpool, undoubtedly. You tell me they're not Sully. The affable pilot leader with spectacular facial hair, calm, under pressure, and he'll steer his team clear of near certain disaster. He'll land that plane, even on the River Mersey. Oh, Leeds United are probably Turner and Hooch. I don't know why. I kind of just like the image of Tyler Adams teaming up with a droopy-faced Mastiff to solve crimes. Manchester City, you are bachelor party. Why? Because Jack Grealish. And finally, Everton, death for Polo 13. It's all going to crap, but maybe, just maybe, we have a hero whose name is Neil Mope, able to cobble together something from leftover parts and scrap metal left around to save ourselves from the near impending doom. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. I love that question. I do adore Hanks. He's a great American. He's a great football fan. And talking about great Americans who are huge football fans, our JJ Watt podcast, it is quite remarkable. And I believe our gent is going to be at the Burnley game tomorrow. (laughs) It's being reported. He is proper football. And talking of Americans who are proper football, let's end with some Hercules Gomez and the Vamos podcast. You know that I love Herc Gomez. I adored him as a player. He was always a gent you could talk to post-game, and in talking to him, it would just change the way you thought about the game you had just witnessed. And I loved him even more as a broadcaster. When something happens in our region, CONCACAF, Herx is always the opinion I seek out to understand what's going on. And as we decided to build out MIB's talent roster, Herc was one of the first people I reached out to. I I wanted a voice that could guide us through the dominant storylines crackling around our region. There's a Copa America coming. There's a Women's World Cup coming. There's a World Cup World Cup hurtling towards these shores. Liga MX, firmly established as the most watched league in the United States. MLS embarking on its Apple era. You can hear the tectonic plate shifting beneath the corner of our football world. And Vamos is our attempt to... Offer an accessible, intelligent weekly source every Thursday for everything you need to know about the biggest football stories on our continent. Delivered by a gent who understands the drivers that will shape the American game in the future. Welcome also to producer Juan Castro, 
who is helming this project. We are so bloody lucky to have you join us. And Vamos is going to be available every Thursday on our pod feed. If you've not subscribed, smash that subscribe. Share this podcast. Here's a taste of the very first episode and what you can expect on the weekly going forward. Here's Herc, but this is Rog saying Vamos and courage. Our colleague Doug McIntyre from Fox Sports is reporting that U.S. soccer is considering former U.S. men's national defender Oguchi Unweyu for the role of sporting director, a position that was held by Ernie Stewart a few weeks ago. He has since departed for Dutch club PSV Eindhoven in the Eredivisie in the wake of a scandal involving Greg Berhalter and the Reinas. All right, all right. So let's talk about Gooch. When Doug McIntyre first reported that Gooch was a candidate for the position, I saw a lot of reactions online. Mixed, to say the least. Many questioned his credentials, which is okay. It's fair. It's actually more than fair. I get it. He's 40 years old, and he's only had two stints as a sporting director or its equivalent. Orlando B in 2018 and Royal Excelsior Verten, a football club in the Belgian second division. And I know. We have to mention he is on the board of U.S. soccer, his first term. I get it. It seems like a conflict of interest. But if you go and actually see what he did on this board or happened in his first term, they passed new policies like higher inequity, improving diverse representation with U.S. soccer, and also the discriminatory champ policy. So while I understand there are some reservations and you can knock the guy's resume, you can knock how thin it is, not for one second can you act like this guy is part of an old regime. I saw some crazy stuff. Who is this guy? Somebody ignorantly asked online. This really made me laugh. Who's a guy who played 15 years? France, Belgium, Serie A, Premier League, Portugal, Spain, obviously in the US. Multi-World Cups, 69 caps. I mean, as a player, he wasn't just some guy. He was an actual, legit defender. And if not for injuries, could have had a ridiculous career. Moments like this is what I remember. Jacobro. Donovan, la pelota viaja, gol, 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 gol. That's Gooch scoring the winner against Honduras in the 92nd minute of the 2005 Gold Cup to send the U.S. into the final where they beat Panama in penalties. Some even question Gooch as being part of the good old boys regime, like nepotism was somehow involved. This is just insane. We're coming off an era in U.S. soccer where the majority of people who have gotten chances in U.S. soccer are somehow tied to the 90s, ex-players from the 90s, all from the same area, New Jersey, all continue to be recycled within U.S. soccer in some way, shape, or form. And some question if he's part of the good old boys regime, like if he's getting this only because he's an ex-player, which is also comical because Sunil Golati used to be the one calling the shots. There used to be no sporting director, no GM, just Sunil, the U.S. soccer president. And back then, people would cry about how soccer people should be the ones running the federation, ex-players. That's what Gooch is. He's a soccer person. Here's another reality. A lot of the candidates for this position, regardless of country, may only have club football experience. That's just a reality. And viable candidates that we know of, like Peter Vermees of Sporting Kansas City and Urs Tanner of the Philly Union, they didn't even want to interview for the job. They don't even want to get out of bed and say, sure, I'll hear you out. This job pays about just under 800K, at least according to fiscal reports. So why is this not as attractive as one might think? We don't know. There's clearly something. I have a theory. I don't expect there to be a GM position on the men's side. In fact, U.S. soccer has not even mentioned anything about that position, a position once held by Brian McBride, who stepped down in January. 
there's only been talk about the U.S. Men's National Team coach and sporting director. So there's no GM. So if there's no GM, those duties would fall to current U.S. soccer CEO, J.T. Batson. So the sporting director would essentially do what? Pick up the phone, call clubs, be that bridge between the club and the pool, logistics for camps, deciding on or having input on where they play, style of the program, and ultimately what? Picking the coach. That would be the responsibilities. If that. I mean, is that enough to really get the likes of Peter Vermes, Ernst Tanner, maybe a Dennis DeClose or any other viable candidate out there, Garth Lagaway, to really think he can mold a program, do what he needs to do in his own image? Clearly, it's not enough. Gooch may not be the person for this job, and that's okay. You can judge him on his resume, how thin you think that is, and that's more than fair. But it's not crazy to think that a person with a background as a player of 15 years at the highest of levels in multiple cultures with experience as a sporting director, however thin you may think that is, who's made connections and learned about different cultures in football, who speaks three different languages with an international business degree, and yes, knows about the inner workings of the Federation from being on the board, wouldn't be somebody that is worth talking to. Question whatever you want. You be the judge. But it's not crazy to think that U.S. soccer shouldn't be exploring every possible candidate. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Men in Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. Yo, Trey. Yeah, Kevin, what's up, man? I was just thinking, what would have happened if Drew Brees didn't fail his physical with the Dolphins and ended up playing under Nick Saban in Miami? There's a good shot the Finns establish a dynasty. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick probably don't become goats, and Tuscaloosa doesn't become the center of the college football universe. That's a butterfly effect for real. Hey, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. We're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Sorry, Marshawn, still too soon. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.